It was an orgy in the taxi. <laughs> in the taxi with two football players? <laughs> Three. Like, like a happy ending massage place for women? Yeah, what, one what? of those. No, it was yeah. for men, but it was a oh. woman that was open to playing with couples. So. Oh. I saw this woman on the table and the guys were all lined up. There was like 200 of them lined up with their dicks in their hands. Holy crap. And you said, wow, I'd love to watch that. I would watch it. I'm not doing it. But I would. <laughs> you would go, next. Some people prefer they want, you know, a penis in each hand and one in their mouth and one in their anus. I think there's and actually one a the- name for it. We can shock her with this. What is it Ooh. called? Is it called? Oh, airtight. airtight. That's it. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard of ethical gangbang. Yeah, there's a club here in Toronto called M4 or Menage. I got to move to Toronto. You guys oh, have everything. Awesome. We have found our best play sessions are with single guys who are totally focused and gung-ho about the experience that's in front of them, and they don't have to think about what their wife is feeling about this situation right now. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well... You might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today are two lovely ladies, once married to men, now married to each other. They're both bisexual and they're in the lifestyle having playtime with select single men. What the hell is going on here? I don't know what's going on. We've got we've got Tori and we've got Soul. They are um, hosts of a podcast called Torrid Souls. Let's start with who you are. You're in your 40s. You're in education, you're business owners, and you were once married to men. Did you know when you were married to your husbands that you were bisexual? No. Well, kind of. You did. I think I evolved, and this is Tori speaking, I evolved into knowing, but it wasn't something that I knew when I married him, I don't think. No, we didn't go into it thinking, you know, we're going to be married to men right now because this is what we're into. It's just one of those circumstances where you end up down the road, oh, gee, there is an attraction to women. What do we do with that? (laughs) I think for me, as Mrs. Soul speaking, it was a fascination with women, an intimidation with women. I would see someone and I would be uncomfortable, but Mm. that was not something that I equated with being attracted to them. I always thought that to be considered bisexual, you actually had to have some kind of an emotional attachment, that it wasn't just a sexual thing. Like I could see two women participating in any kind of sexual activity and not actually be bisexual. Uh, How do you guys see it? Well, I think there's two, well, there's, I'm not an expert on this by any means, but I think there's different ways of looking at it. There's romantic attractions and then there's sexual attractions. And I think there's a few other levels too, but regardless, speaking of those two, we've actually discovered that we have a very strong romantic connection with each other. So I guess a romantic connection with this other being that's sitting next to me, regardless of gender and sexually attracted right now, we tend to play with men, as you said in the introduction. So it's not so much that it's bisexual means that it is only sexual or it's only romantic or it's both. It's can kind of be whatever people define it as. What's you guys are them. you guys are like a you guys are like a sexual buffet. <laughs> 
actually interviewed on another <laughs> podcast called The Uncomfortable Blog, and she said that her when she told her dad about the podcast and it got a strong was it Scottish accent? Or? Yes. Yeah. Says, Those I, girls are greedy. <laughs> 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 they want it all. <laughs> Oh, it, it is wow. a buffet. I like the fact that you picked up on that because life is a buffet. I'm a foodie too. Okay. <laughs> so when you were married then to your husbands, there was something there. Um, did you ever experiment while you were married? Um, oh, hello, yes. is the thing still on? <laughs> we looked at each other like, okay, well, your story is different to my story. So you tell your story okay, first. So I'll tell my story first. I've always been very open. So before my marriage to my husband, we like to use the term husband because we're honoring of that relationship. <laughs> it's not an ex-husband, it's a husband. Um, so even before with him, I was very open in the sense that I had had threesomes and I had had different experiences. And when him and I were married, I guess we had the equivalent of what we now know as somewhat of an open relationship in the sense that I would not have issues with him playing with certain women outside of our relationship as long as I knew and consented to it. I didn't know there was a name for this stuff. We didn't know there was a lifestyle then. We didn't know. I guess I was just thought I was weird and I was fine with that. We like to use the term fab normal. <laughs> so in that, I discovered that, yes, I was interested in possibly playing with women from time to time. And so we did experiment somewhat um, at like a massage parlor type place and things Ooh. like that. And once I think with a friend, but that's my experience. Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a happy ending massage place for women? Yeah, what, one what? of those. No, it was for men, but it was oh. a woman that was open to playing with couples. So, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how come this stuff never happens to me? <laughs> Well, you never know what you're attracting. You're talking to these type of people. You don't know what's coming to your life soon. <laughs> I think it's because if you ask, then you'll get an answer. Most people don't ask. Yeah. Yeah. I just found to walk all over me. <laughs> and they do. Uh, okay. That was Tori's situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, I went from living with parents, met my husband when we were very young. And that was the next thing to do. So we got married. So I married my friend and we had a family. And then later on in life, I was noticing that I had this intimidation when certain women were around and I was not sure. And a dream sure. of Shania Twain. Yeah, that was what <laughs> concretized it, really. I, I had a dream about Shania Twain and I woke up with a feeling of, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> so I started looking at life differently and looking at women differently. And um, I had one experience before meeting Tori and I liked the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Uh, so from that point on, I had these moments with my husband and I kept thinking, where are the boobs? Where are the boobs? The boobs are missing. <laughs> Wait a second. Did you ever say anything to him? No, mm. it was all inside. So obviously, you know, penis was good, but boobs were missing. Mm. And so well, why didn't you go to the like trans? I don't think you even knew that existed at that point. You were such a oh. picket fence family. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I would have thought of that. Um, at this point, I've not experienced that. So I don't know mm -hmm. what my feelings would be about that. But I'm very attracted to a being, not just male or female. And but don't they call that pansexual? 
possibly. Yeah, that's the newest term. So that's the newest term. Yeah. So we will fast forward. I'm now pansexual. <laughs> <laughs> to add a twist into this, I'm attracted to Tori. I'm not attracted to a lot of women. So being bisexual in the lifestyle gets even more confusing because people assume that we want to be with other women. And right. how we actually participate in the lifestyle has to do more with the fact that we get each other all the time and we love that body, how that matches together, but we're still missing the D. <laughs> vitamin D. So vitamin D is a little <laughs> lacking up here in Canada. And so we've added that into our mix. Okay. And that's how we play. All right. Now you're going to force me to ask these questions. <laughs> So, you know, last time I talked to, and you probably have heard of them, the Sapphic Swingers, they're mm -hmm. these yeah, lesbians. Yeah, okay. We partied so, with them on a cruise actually last year before the whole COVID Man, thing. they get around those ladies. <laughs> so, but to them, like they would rather use a sex toy than, because they have an issue with the, the thing called the man attached to the penis. So, right. so what is it with you guys? You actually like all that extra skin called man? Yeah, actually yes, we, we do. do. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, so that was interesting because when we first got together and this was all uh, in discussion with our then husbands and it was all above board and they knew and we didn't know where it was heading, but we had this attraction that we couldn't explain. So when we decided to go separate ways from our husbands and move into a relationship with each other, we thought we were lesbian. So we thought that this is what it is because this strong attraction was just so all encompassing. It was everything we thought we ever wanted. And then forward a few years later and we're like, huh. And it started with me going, oh, I would have loved to see you with your husband and her thinking I'm cracked. Uh, <laughs> Hold on and, a second. So you guys met each other while you were still married to your husband? Yeah, we yes. actually Did went Did you start to, an affair? No, <laughs> no it was all, uh, no. And there was actually some social club that was for bisexual women and we were exploring the idea, both of us at that point. So, uh, so Sol did eventually come to her husband and say, hey, I notice I have an attraction to women. It just didn't start that way. Yeah, and this, so this club basically um, had events where you could either have women only or sometimes you would bring your husband. So it was something events. that it, it was very um, honoring for us to be able to not be uh, hiding anything and to include them and discover this with them. I think they probably thought that they were going to get in on some threesome action or something is probably why they were so willing. Yeah. <laughs> but they um, didn't? Didn't you well, guys do that? No, we didn't. We ended up falling so hard for each other and it was just a connection between the two of us. And that's, as I was saying, where we thought, oh, well, maybe we're actually lesbian and these were just our best friends. Things evolve over time, you realize, and then... Well, we, we, we did some travel with... Um, lesbian companies and we did that for a few years and at the beginning it was really fun to be out and open and then after a little while we realized we don't really resonate with the way they see the world when it comes the to world. men yeah and we are not men haters and they aren't either not no. that not that they are but it's not that we're trying to get away from men we just found each other and after a few years we were like we were feeling like we were not able to be open and say Holy. that we do have attraction to men and are interested in men because that was not something that's accepted. So it kind of has evolved into we are in the closet with lesbians. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Except for Sapphic Swingers, they know. <laughs> so you guys like commit to each other, right? Mm -hmm. And then at some point, 
you're like, oh, it'd be fun to throw a guy into the mix. How mm-hmm. did you guys actually start living in the lifestyle, doing lifestyle type things? Well, I think um, it started with that comment that Tori made that says, you know what, it would have been hot to see you with your husband. And I looked at her like, seriously, you're cracked because why would you want to see that? And she says, that would have been so awesome. So we had this discussion over many months and then we ended up at a, a Yeah, we went show. to one of those sex shows, those expositions or whatever, expos, and found a place called Oasis Aqua Lounge here in Toronto and went there just to see what was all about for being able to be around the pool naked and socializing. And so that was the first place we started going. And that is ends up being the first place that we invited a man into our play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine you guys are pretty popular in the lifestyle because it's not <laughs> right. It's not often that like, for instance, sapphic swingers, they, you know, they won't do anything with a guy. Right. Yeah. With us, it's a little bit interesting, popular in the sense that we love to have fun. We dance and dance every event that we go to. And we love people, so we love to socialize. Yeah. So we socialize all the time. The interesting thing is that most of these events are couples based. So what that means is that they have usually hetero uh, male, female couples, or if anything, the female is somewhat bisexual and interested in playing with women. And so it's not usually the type of places that we would find a potential playmate. We go to them because we love the atmosphere and we love the people and we have made the best friends we've ever made in our lives and we continue to do so. And yet it's not a place for us to be popular from the play perspective because we're usually the ones that if we play, we play with each other, (laughs) which is wonderful (laughs) and it's fun, but it's not where we would go necessarily to seek a single gentleman to join us. Okay, so um, are you guys exhibitionists at all? <laughs> I am a little bit more so than Soul is. Soul doesn't like to, if we are playing in a public playroom or something, she's got her butt to the corner and she's as <laughs> hidden as she can be. <laughs> I'm more of an exhibitionist on a dance floor. On the dance floor, yeah, you are. Okay. You love to play or just to dance in that way of playing. So, Okay, so your play style is normally to be with a single male. Do you ever play with single females? We did once early on and we just found that it wasn't what we were seeking. It's the contrast, I think, would be the best way to see it is that when we play together, there's lots of soft and sensual and and boobs and (laughs) all the stuff that's wonderful. And yet, so that contrast is what we really like, which is the masculine energy, especially a take charge, but yet respectful respectful kind of person. And especially the true muscular version is something that really kind of works for us. <laughs> and, like, and how do you find these guys? I mean, not like there's a shortage of guys who wouldn't say, yes, I'll go be with two women. <laughs> but uh, how do you find them? The resorts, when we can travel, and other similar things or the sex clubs that are here in Toronto, because we were lucky to have five of them uh, in the area. So that's kind of where we go. And honestly, we don't play that often. It's not, yeah. As but much when as, we do, it's good. I think every single time we play, that becomes a <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> well, you know, you can't go out to an all you can eat every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But when you do, you fill up. You eat all you can eat. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think it's because um, when we show up, we don't really think of ourselves as, oh, look, we're two women. We just show up as a couple. And then we realize that we are viewed as two women. So from the outside perspective, a heterosexual couple, 
with a bisexual wife would be very interested. And they would come over and say, hey, you guys must be interested in my wife. And when we say, actually, we're, we play with men only, it gets really confusing because they're like, oh. So the woman almost fe- feels like left she's out. rejected. Because yeah. she would yeah. be like, oh, you just want my husband. And so we're not into playing with uh, the male partner, if it is not a totally connected relationship where they are gung-ho about him being okay with us. Okay. Because we're so, not going in between a couple. Right. Now, would you, do you play with other couples? Like, so with a guy, but then also with a wife? We haven't. No. No. Oh. No. And it just doesn't. The only times that we, well, we have a couple times where we've done something like that. And what tends to happen again, because the woman is so yearning for that woman experience, which we know we've been there, uh, they can't stay separate. <laughs> so it can be set up that, okay, we're only playing with the husband and she's like, I, I'm fine to watch. I'm no problem. I want him to have fun. But then she always manages to sneak her way in there. And that is totally understandable. I yeah. mean, why wouldn't you want to get in the pile? Yeah. So it's not <laughs> offensive to us. It's just that we have found our best play sessions are with single guys who are totally focused and gung ho about the experience that's in front of them. And they don't have to think about what their wife is feeling about this situation right now. Have you been in a play situation where it's two guys? We've had three. Well, the guys that are relationship with each other, though. No. Yeah. Okay, but but you've you've had a three? Yeah. And we wore them out. <laughs> they were sleeping and we were like, okay, we're gonna go now. And they were Canadians wow. too. <laughs> so it's not interesting. That we, it's not that we, you know, seek multiple men, but if they can keep up, hey, tag team. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did that come about? How do you find three guys? Well, usually it's not in the lifestyle world, weirdly enough. This was a situation where it was sort of a a bachelor gathering and they went to Las Vegas. And so we happened to be in Las Vegas for a lifestyle convention, but we were just wandering around and ended up in a bar and, (laughs) and we were just having fun and chatting and drinking. And then we all took a taxi back to their hotel hotel and yeah. No, 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 yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Basically, we were leaving a restaurant and they, I think we're leaving the same restaurant as well. And I was on crutches. You can't make this Oh my gosh. This this just got better. She had injured her knee on the dance floor in Temptation a couple couple months ago. So I was on crutches and we were leaving a restaurant and these three football player guys one of them said, hey, I bet you're faking. You just want to get some attention. And I said, well, I, apparently it worked. <laughs> and so we got along from the very first moment. We were kind of kidding with each other. And they said, hey, we're going to this bar. You want to come along? So we said, sure. And we went in and had a bunch of drinks. And we were laughing and, and dancing and got really drunk and said, you know what? It's probably time to go. And we called a taxi and uh, ended up sort of an it wasn't orgy. ending up it was all consensual it, so, it was yes. a, it was an orgy in the, ten- the taxi with two football players <laughs> three like, hold well, on are you guys like taxi. wait you guys are you guys are only three feet tall or what <laughs> it was it was a van it was one of those minivan yeah taxis. and, and ah. there was people flopping over the seats and i that that, that poor, poor driver, driver. It was like, he just kept looking straight ahead. and <laughs> Making circles. Did you realize he made like 10 left turns? Yeah. <laughs> On the way back to the hotel. Yeah. 
And so he dropped us off at the hotel and we walked in hand in hand, all five of us. Yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> and uh, went to their room and continued. Oh my gosh. Are you guys sure you're the lifestyle? Because like you are so shy about explaining <laughs> this. Well, it's it sounded actually like a hot episode. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because we're not the type where you asked about exhibitionism and we don't tend to be really super descriptive. We tend to have sort of a shy way of explaining what we do. I'm going to say we're doers. We're not talkers, except we have a podcast where we talk about it. Yeah, we talk so about our adventures, but it's more from the perspective of what have we learned from this? And it's, it is still sexy, but there's, we leave a lot to the imagination, I suppose would be the way to say it. Yeah. So you want, you, you want, that means I have to ask questions. I have to ask questions, right? Okay. So this is their room. Yes. Right. Okay. Are they part of the bachelor party? They were the, they were the only three that were there because of that. They came to Vegas to have a party. So, yeah. Hey, I'm thinking bachelor parties might be your that might be your thing. That's what yeah, you got to do. That's yeah. our jam. That is your jam. <laughs> that's our niche. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, you've got three football players. You're in their hotel room. You're all kind of loose and you're already playful because you've been hopping around in the back of the van, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so like, what is the configuration? I knew once you'd you know the configuration. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. So we had, because our... Because they, they sound very straight, by the way. Yes. They're okay. very, very straight and very excited <laughs> and very drunk. And we call it a session because it is a prolonged period of multiple positions. Yeah. So at one point, one guy had fallen asleep on the bed. So it was the two of us with, with two guys. Mm-hmm. And... Um, We've done things where it's the two of us. We will do like a three-way kiss. Mm. Yeah, oh, I've heard nice. about those. That's nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> and, so oh, and hold on. Hold, yeah, I, yeah. I, okay. So I talked to a friend of mine, David Marciano, who's an actor. And he asked me, he goes, have you ever done like a three-way kiss? And like at that point, I just started out the show. I, I couldn't even imagine what he was talking about. <laughs> and you're the second people to to even mention it. And I don't know why. Everyone else just talks about like, you know, smashing genitals. Like no one ever yeah. really talks about the kissing part. So tell me more. We're very sensual. Mm-hmm. So the reason why we like the physical with the male body is because we are, it is like a, a full on head to toe experience. You know, it's not just kissing or it's not just Okay. Banging genitals together. Here, here, here's my hole. Here's your penis. Bang those two things together. No, it has to be a build up with kissing and touching, and so it's it's kind of like this um, massage. It's like a dance. Two, it's a, it's a dance. Yeah. yeah. So so when you but when the two of you were with the two of them, is it like like a hard swap kind of a thing or? Are you guys like together somehow? Yeah, our preference is all to always be touching one another as well or to be close enough to do so. In that particular evening, there was two beds and like I said, one sleeping football player in the middle. <laughs> and so it was moving around. So there was times that we were separate with the respective gentlemen. And we talked about it the next day and we're like, yeah, we probably would have preferred to be closer together, but it was just all in the mix. And there were times that one would be interacting with me and then 
then I'm interacting with Soul, and Soul is interacting with the other gentleman. So it's almost like a train sometimes. <laughs> yeah, if we're in with each other, kissing each other, touching each other, and then there's a guy on either end, that's one configuration. And then, you know, third guy woke up. Like, <laughs> Which is the guy you were first attracted to in the first place. Like, like he's come on, one- stay awake. <laughs> He's the one you had the hots for the most. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a case where you could be kissing one and and the other one's touching you, and it it just kind of it's it's a dance. It's actually a dance of touching and kissing and exchanging and three way kisses. And I think that's why it's hard to describe it as a play by play because it's so fluid. Yeah, yeah. So the guys are completely separate. They're like opposite ends of the torso. Like I had a guy friend, and that was his rule. Yeah, there we have not yet, unfortunately, been able to play with men that were bisexual or um, into guys at the same time that they were with us. Uh, that is actually one of Soul's biggest fantasies: is oh. to have a gay ma- or a bisexual male couple play with us, because then she says there's nothing like no holds barred it's not they don't have to be on opposite ends and if they accidentally touch or if they want to touch that would be even hotter so (laughs) and then we can talk about dvp and see how that works well uh you have you done that yet not yet Hmm. no that's that's that there's not enough room in my hoo-ha for that (laughs) that would be a soul thing Hey, what are you saying about soul? <laughs> I'm saying that she's the one who birthed children. <laughs> I, I got a lot of room. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> what other things are are you like wanting to do? Other things that we're wanting to do. It's funny that you say that because I know often people have the fantasy discussion. And I know early on we had a lot of sort of fantasies that we played out. For us, I think it's more of just experiences. Like we want to travel the world. We want to go to some of the places like the nude community in France. And the there are just so many open experiences in the world that we weren't aware of until we joined this community. Mm-hmm. And so it's not so much a specific sexual fantasy, because again, we are big on the experiences and the sensuality of it all. And so when we're in the mood, because we're traveling and we're going to parties and we're all of that, everything is better. So whatever we end up happening upon that fits what we're looking for is amazing. So I don't know that we have any, do you? Although recently we had a discussion where I said I saw a video many years ago with one woman and the Guinness Book of Records and how many men she could have in a certain period of time. Oh, okay. And and I said, I saw this woman on the table and the guys were all lined up. There was like 200 of them lined up with their dicks in their hands. Holy crap. And you said, wow, I'd love to watch that. I would watch it. I'm not doing it, but I <laughs> You would go, next. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the, I'll make the, the list. Make sure they have the right color wristband. On. Well, that being said, we have <laughs> had uh, experiences with gangbangs, ethical gangbangs, which are set up specifically with people we know. And that was quite enjoyable. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I've, a, that's the first time I've heard of ethical gangbang. Yeah, there's a club here in Toronto called M4 or Menage. I got to move to Toronto. You guys oh, have everything. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Other than the winter, that kind of sucks. Right. But <laughs> um, but yeah, M4 has these ethical gangbang. They called it ladies. Ladies choice. Ladies choice events where you literally have a social hour where you go around and give wristbands to the people, men or women, that you are interested in. And then they are the only ones allowed to come to your corner, your designated area of the playroom. 
So it's quite interesting. It was a lot of fun. We've done it twice. Yeah, we've done that twice. And um, we I think the second time we did it was even better because mm-hmm. we learned some things from the first time. And uh, basically, like I prefer sequential rather than all at once. Some people mm. prefer they want, you know, a penis in each hand and one in their mouth and one in their anus. I think there's and actually one in a the... name for it. We can shock her with this. What is it Ooh. called? Is it called? Oh, airtight. airtight. That's it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so I'm, so I, that's not a fantasy. Airtight yeah, is not a fantasy. Airtight is not a fantasy. Uh, sequential for me was the fantasy. And it's because I can last longer than they can. So it's basically tap out, bring the next one. Tap out, wow. bring the next one. Wow. But Tori, you're not into that. I'm not, I'm into very little amounts of penetration. So I can handle penetration for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, and I'm done. So I am much more of an external body contact, uh, clitoral stimulation, everything on the external is what does it for me. And I'm also huge with the word compersion, which you've probably heard. Mm -hmm. But compersion basically means that when I see my partner or partners experiencing joy, I actually feel it right to the core. Like it's huge excitement for me when I see people in ecstasy. So I guess that would be a voyeur of sort, but it's Mm -hmm. more when I'm like, I don't want to do it from standing back. I want to be there. I want to be able to touch. I want to be able to, to be experiencing everything that's happening, but not the focus necessarily on me all the time. Mm And I'm so. a doer. Warm me up with your touch. Don't just enter yeah. without any kind of connection. <laughs> so I got standards. Um, <laughs> can you guys talk about, I had uh, someone on Twitter message me asking if I would ask my guests about STDs and safety precautions because yeah. uh, when, when people don't talk about it, you know, people who aren't in the lifestyle, first thing they think about is, oh my gosh, you know, who knows what they're giving each other. But can mm-hmm. you talk about how that's handled? Our world of the community. Now, I don't know if it's just because we're Toronto and just because we're Canadian or the events that we go to, but the world of lifestyle community that we know is very big into safe sex. So what that, safer sex, I guess is the proper term. So what that means is that there's barriers used for penetration. So condoms used, um, There's different levels of safe sex. Some people will use barriers for oral as well. We don't tend to offer oral very often. So it was just funny because some people call the soft swap and full swap and all of that. And oral is somewhat considered by some people as a first step. And then penetrative sex is the second step. We're kind of the opposite. Whereas oral sex seems very intimate to us. So Mm -hmm. that's got to be somebody we know and trust. Um, But for penetrative sex, yes, uh, condoms are used. There's no exceptions for yeah. us. That's just the way we are. And that is the way that we know most people to be in the lifestyle. Uh, we've come across, because we're not playing in the lifestyle, as we mentioned, sometimes it's single men that we find out and about. <laughs> um, <Hey>. <laughs> we've had a few times where we've had to educate and say, no, this is not This is not an option. This is the way it is. But there's never been really any pushback. It seems mm-hmm. to be the acceptance in the open sexual community yeah and in our testing we do testing Mm -hmm. as well oh and testing yeah that's right so sti testing now of course 2020 is basically a write-off so we um (laughs) when it comes to lifestyle fun for us anyway because yes stis is one thing but then also just depending on how people see covid regardless we've chosen not to play with anybody else and stay with our family unit 
And so based on that, we haven't done any testing in this past year. But before we go back into the community, hopefully in 2021, um, we will get a baseline testing done again. And usually, depending on how often we play, it can be every three to four months or every six months, depending if we're engaging with others, that we get a testing done for our own purposes so that we know that we have our status known. (laughs) But how about uh, other people? How do you know that the people you're playing with are are, you know, clean? Yeah, it's a great question. Part of it is discussion. So there can be along with the consent discussions, because as Sol was saying, when we were having our jokey conversation about our three football players, I threw in there that there still was consent. So we still have conversations. So even if we are intoxicated in the sense that we've had some alcohol, we would not partake in something if we hadn't had a conversation about, okay, so this is what's going to happen. What do you do with your partners? What type of sexual play is okay? So it's kind of part of the discussion that happens, Mm -hmm. which you're right, gets glossed over. People don't talk about this. They don't talk about the beginning part of how do you get there? It just seems like, oh, and then you just fall into bed. No. it's it's, (laughs) And it's a valid question because as you said, coming from a perspective of being outside of the lifestyle and hearing about swinging, you think it's a free for all. We've had uh, events that we've gone to where people are, it's their first event ever, and they're so scared and so nervous. They said, I don't know what to think. It's just like you walk through the front door and there's a big orgy in the lobby, and no. it's not. And by the end of that weekend, they're like, wow, this. there's so many more Uh, levels of respect and so many more boundaries in the lifestyle than there is outside of it. Mm -hmm. There are so many ways that people will uh, respect who you are and, and, and how you are and what you want and what's a yes and what's a no way more than vanilla world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of orgies (laughs) and safe sex, uh, how does that work? It's a, is it a, like, you know, each time you change a partner, you've got to yeah, we must I finish the sentence? Yes, yeah. <laughs> we haven't participated in orgies very often, but when we because we will have one gentleman that may be playing with the two of us, women's internal pH factors. We don't get all science and geeky on you, but for the most part, you should change. Yes, even with we are partners with each other, and it still makes sense to change a condom between the two of us because it can just cause stuff to go out of balance, yeah. and that's not fun. <laughs> Wow. Are you guys open in your, your circles or are you kind of on the, on the DL? Yeah, because we're mothers, we are on the DL, <laughs> down low. Um, so we try to keep a fair bit of discretion. We kind of take it the same way as we did when we entered the same sex relationship with each other. Is that, how do I say this? When you enter a relationship in a heterosexual relationship, you don't announce to the world, oh, by the way, I'm hetero and I'm going to go date this guy. So we didn't announce that necessarily when we started to create our relationship together. People just saw us together. They asked questions if they wanted to. They didn't if they didn't. We kind of present the same way where we will talk. We don't give specifics, but we will talk about our life. We will talk about the way we are. We're willing to be open in almost all areas of our life, but we're not pushing it in people's face and we're not offering anything more than what we would from a general education and good for the world to try to encourage people to be open. (laughs) Yeah. And what we've encountered with our friends of whether lifestyle or vanilla is 
people have often said to us, you guys are just so good together and you guys are so happy. You have such a great relationship. And you have a great relationship and you've been together for so many years and it, and it seems so fun. So they're seeing it, but they're not asking specifically what are you guys doing? And I have alluded to it even in our wedding vows. I said, you know, you guys can have this. What we have, anybody can have, but it takes a lot of work. And they haven't asked what that work is. <laughs> so we just leave it. Uh, where can people find you guys? Torridsouls.com. T-O-R-R-I-D-S-O-U-L-S.com. But we have the our podcast that is everywhere you can find podcasts. And we are most active for social media on Twitter Instagram. And then now we are doing OnlyFans as well, because we like how much we can interact with people. We're not doing, not that there's anything wrong with sex work by any means. And I guess we are part of the sex work, but we yes. are not showing sex shows on OnlyFans. We are just giving a place for our fans to come and visit with us. <laughs> and see our behind the scenes pictures of when we're traveling or whatever. I thought you were going to say and see our behind. Well, you can <laughs> well, see our behind too. too. <laughs> Um, it's not the main focus, but it's us having fun. And when the lighting hits right and it looks good, we take a picture of it and here you go. The artistic version. Post it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find these lovely ladies at Torrid Souls on social media and TorridSouls.com. All right. Next time on Consenting Adults, a couple from the West Coast gets into the lifestyle thinking it's just for sex. But they find something else. With the three of us, you know, there is something here and we do care and we do love you. We want you in our lives. And so let's figure out how to kind of work through this. And to further complicate things, the third woman is married. What will they do? Find out next time on Consenting Adults.